Welcome to the Workplace Ninja Summit 2022 podcast, a live recording directly from Lucerne with interesting topics. And yes, we are live for the next recording on the Workplace Ninja Summit 2022. And in this recording, I have a new friend on the table. Christian, welcome. Hi. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. I'm, I'm really glad to be here. So uh, looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, let's do that. My name is Frans Oudendorp. And uh, Christian, what are, you, what are you doing in your normal day job uh, at the moment? Yeah, so uh, you always had my first name, so uh, I'm, I'm going by the name of Christian and then last name Brinkhoff. I, some, something with beer, uh, I know yesterday. Yeah, I, I, I told you a story about, I told you a story yesterday about that. Uh, my last name is a pretty popular beer brand in the uh, eastern side of Germany, so that's kind of <laughs> funny. And it's called like Brinkhoff number one beer brand, so it's, uh, it's kind of the joke that I always use during uh, events like this when we have some beers that I say I have my own brand in Germany, but of course that's, uh, that's a separate company that I'm not owning. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, normal, uh, you work for Microsoft? Correct, correct. So I can tell a little bit more about that. That was your original question. So let me uh, pass from beer to uh, more serious topics here. Um, so I'm working for uh, the product team of Windows 365. I've been like, like doing different roles in Microsoft. So maybe I can start with how I eventually came into Microsoft. So yeah. um, I've been an MVP and all kinds of other community things as rewards for great things I did for the community. And uh, while I was doing that, I have been working for Avis Logix that was a startup in like uh, virtualization technologies, profile management and such. And that went so well and landed so good in market that Microsoft acquired that company. And that made me uh, do the move, a uh, shift into Microsoft. So that acquisition uh, brought me a role in Microsoft. And eventually that brought me a, a global black belt role for Windows Virtual Desktop, now Azure Virtual Desktop. And that's something I did for a year or something. And then I really took a step back. Like I did a lot of consultancy and uh, pre-sales and market as well. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm very much like triggered and interested in the whole like product management like work, shipping a feature, developing a feature, and make it from a design to a real physical feature and product. So at the time I was working on Azure Virtual Desktop, bringing that to market, um, a new product came around, uh, Cloud PC. Back in the days it was called Deschutes, and that was like the project code name. And uh, I was joining that team like a year prior for before the launch. So I've been secretly in stealth mode working for that product uh, as a product manager, uh, shipping different features, uh, capacity, image management. I've been designing the Windows 10, Windows 11 images, uh, the client experiences. I, I'm owning Windows 11 integration, so um, blending Windows and Windows 365 together. Those are features like boot switch and the app uh, that I'm owning as part of the PM work I'm leading. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing like lot, or have been doing lots of things. I'm yeah working on exciting stuff. So, and I moved as well to the U.S. a year ago. So uh, you you cannot see me here, but I have two stickers on my badge, like one uh, Dutch uh, flag and one U.S.-based flag. So, so bo both I that is you because uh, you have moved into the U.S. So hey, basically a U.S. citizen. More or less? Well, uh, not on paper yet. Uh, so I have a work permit so I can live there yeah. while working for Microsoft. But I'm working on my green card so I can uh, 
you know, stay for 10 years, can do whatever I want. And then the next step would be to exchange my Dutch passport for, for the US. But I'm not convinced yet about uh, about doing that. Doing that, Let, yeah. Let's talk ab about that like in the next couple of years and then see where we are. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, when looking, uh, you, are, you was in the... Um, active in the consultancy business and so on in the Netherlands uh, years ago, a few years ago. Um, when moving at Microsoft, what is the biggest benefit to work at Microsoft at the moment for you? Well, um, consultancy is fun too. So I think lots of people that listen to this podcast, they like to implement and, and really solve customer challenges. Um, but working for Microsoft really takes that to a different level so you can take like when you're a consultant you, you fix things and if it doesn't work in the product you go to Microsoft like via MVP programs or something like that and you give the feedback to the team and they will uh, most likely listen to that and fix it later on like as a PM you are in charge of, of fixing that and as well proactively. So you can, of course, listen to the community and fix it, but you can as well stay ahead of the community. So you can build features and things in the product that are potentially problems in the future or solve problems or are simplifications of experiences that come from legacy uh, products or experiences or other technologies in market, right? And that really was for me the trigger to move to the product management team and, and makes my role like, like the perfect match for what I'm liking to do. So I always say it like I'm working a lot, I'm working hard, but work doesn't uh, like feel like work. It's really like I can sort of extend the things that I like to do and made for my for my passion, my my work, right? So yep. and yeah, besides that, you can if you work for Microsoft, you can yeah work with other different teams. Like I can partner with the Intune team and build something together. And and that's like of course when when you're an MVP or consultant firm, um, yeah, it's 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 not impossible to bring um, yeah something that you that you think about like together with Microsoft into a product. But yeah, working for Microsoft really, yeah, it's like we are part of one big team, a product that you can innovate together. So it's yeah. just uh, just great. What we see, you are very active in the community in the past, uh, but still, is that active, uh, being active in the community, is that, can that be combined with a role within Microsoft? Because in the past, I've seen a few people that um, moved into Microsoft uh, before they were active uh, in the community, but nowadays, we don't see them that much. Well, I, I think community and, and the things you do back for the community really sits in a mindset. Like, if you believe in community as part of your core DNA of how you do business and private things, right, you will find a way to consistently keep involving yourself in the community. And I think I'm the living proof of the example that you can do PM work and community work side by side. Um, it just depends, like... Um, while you join Microsoft, you can, of course, you can still do community, but you need to do community work in the, in the, in the kind of product area you're owning, right? So I'm a lot of, like, I'm a lot involved in the virtualization slash Windows 365 communities. And that is something I can, like, easily combine because the things I'm learning here in this, like, this at this event, yeah. I can bring back to the team as feedback for shaping the product to a better, yeah, better product, right? So it's, it's really valuable. And I think everybody should do that uh, and, and consider being involved in the community if, if people don't do it. Yeah, and finally, we can be in person here in uh, in Luzern, in Switzerland, on the Workplace Ninja Summit. Um, what is for you the key benefit to be here on and, and collaborate with, with the people here and delivering a session? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, first of all, uh, talking with awesome guys like yourself and other MVPs, right? It's always great to hear them and 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 connect and, and talk about like things that we all work on and are passionate about. Uh, but the most important thing for me to be here is to. Uh, hear directly from customers what they think about Windows 365, if they understand it, if they see all the value of the product. So I'm really here to tell the story and the vision of Windows 365 uh, to to yeah give people, the audience, the partners that are here, really the understanding that they are looking for. And as well in a way that is like really touching the points that they are looking for. So I'm not here to tell sales story that everything looks like unicorns and rainbows. Um, really to to tell them the story, hey, what's the benefit of the product and show it to them as well. Yeah. Like really from the IT admin side, but also from the future side for IT decision makers and such. So the dynamic between um, yeah, IT admins that are here that like the product but didn't touch it yet to give them the confidence to use it or give them like like the licenses they need or just hear them out like, hey, we have this customer use case, but um, this doesn't fit yet, or, or maybe uh, they don't know if it fits, so they need somebody to help with like, the technical details there. That's the reason why I'm here. So I'm the whole day next to my sessions, I just talk with customers here on, on, on this like, like, like section. And just hear and talk and, and, and write notes down. And like tomorrow I'm flying back to the US and I'm reporting that back to the team. Yep. And then things will, uh, yeah, will happen and then hopefully at the next like event when we meet back, um, I have something to show. And one great example is uh, uh, I was like in Ju June, I was in, in Berlin and somebody was asking for, hey, can we get support for Windows 365 in Switzerland? So I said, let me work on it. And now it's in the product, right? Yeah. And that's a great example of events like this, having PGs involved and talking with customers because that's the real impact that an event like this can happen. And finally, uh, in person, not virtual, because virtual, you don't get everything, I think. But is that is that your opinion as well? Well, there's definitely a difference between a virtual event and a physical event, right? Like... Um, the, the 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 evening discussions that you have after like a dinner, uh, during the like just walking over the event floor and somebody touches or or pokes you on the side and asks you a question. Yeah, in a virtual uh, event that doesn't happen, right? Like I cannot recall an example that that happened in the last two to three years. So that like more personal human factor uh, that's back and and I like it and that's the reason why I'm here and I traveled like 13 hours to get here yeah. because that that's the real value over virtual meeting. So. Yeah, and um, you're part of the Windows 365 team. Um, Windows 365. What are the benefits for customers to use Windows 365 instead of uh, other services? Yeah, so, so first of all, the best thing to think uh, or remember about Windows 365 is first of all, it's a SaaS product. It's a software as a service, managed service from Microsoft. So lots of things like older technology, virtualization technologies, you have to do that all yourself. You have to spin up like an environment, maintain it, uh, performance test it, and all those things are all around. Uh, with this service, we do that as a SaaS offering. So just like you can enable like an Exchange Online mailbox, you can enable a Windows PC in the cloud. So there's lots of confusion in markets sometimes that I'm hearing like, hey, what's the difference between like like AVD or another virtualization technology? And just from the like the connection perspective, yes, it's a virtual computer in the cloud, but the whole way to get there, the simplification of not knowing 
or the, the no need or not needing knowledge around virtualization, it's gone with Windows 365. And we as well maintain the service and we monitor the service. We will make sure that we have licenses available that perform as a reflection to a physical PC. And that's the best way to position it as well, is that Windows 365 is a representation of the physical PC. So it's a uh, experience, personal Windows 10 or Windows 11 experience that you can get from any device. And soon as well, directly in Windows. So it will integrate in Windows. So you will have, just from the start menu, Windows 365 available, you can connect to it. And as well, new features that are coming uh, called the Windows 365 boot experience, where uh, the people on this uh, on this episode, they will, they will not be able to see that feature, but envision that you log on to Windows, you type in your username, password, uh, MFA, YubiKey, or Windows Hello, and then you log on straight to your cloud PC instead of your local PC. And it can even be possible that like user one logs onto a machine, they get a cloud PC, and user two logs onto the local PC. So that like segmentation of Windows moving Windows to the cloud, that's kind of how you should see the differentiation of Windows 365 compared to any other virtualization technology. So it's definitely not a um, VDI technology. You should not think about Windows 365 in a VDI way. It's a cloud PC. It's a new category in Windows, and that's the reason why we call it cloud PC as well. Yeah. So, so lots of people here that don't like VDI because it's too complex and live more the mindset of modern desktop management, like Intune and such. Yep. They will like Windows 365 because we take the whole like virtualization knowledge away. We automate that and we bring Intune Insight as the main uh, service to enable it, to provision it and to, uh, to maintain uh, and do policy management, like conditional access. Everything just works the same as how you do physical PC management with a Windows 365 cloud PC. Yeah, the, the, two questions. Uh, the, fir the first one, um, cloud PC, uh, there is a Windows in the cloud. So basically, if I use a Chromebook, for example, or uh, another thin device, so that can be set up, maybe not now, but later, to directly connect to my Windows Cloud PC. So I have all the benefits and the, the, the power of Windows from the cloud directly on a very simple device like a tablet, for, uh, for example. Yeah, that's correct. So, um, so first of all, those Windows experiences I just envisioned, like booting to your Cloud PC, those will be um, exclusively for Windows 365 only. But think outside of that experience. Think about uh, the capabilities devices like OEMs have with that experience too. Like just as you as an example gave with a tablet, like a small form factor device, like maybe ARM device or two cores, like lighter weight. To so think about that and extend that with resources from the cloud. So blend so sort of the physical PC and a cloud PC together in one experience. So you can ship a device with two cores or four cores. And normally that has a life cycle of three or five years. But imagine that with those cores and you, you render with offloading technology things from your cloud PC to your local PC, you can maybe extend it to maybe 10 years, right? Yeah. All kinds of new capabilities and ways to design new devices in the future that are coming up. So um, I, I, I'm not allowed to, to say everything, but this is kind of the direction you should think of with yeah, moving Windows to the cloud and making Windows really a SaaS product, just like Exchange, move to Exchange Online and Office 365. The same will happen with uh, with Windows. Yeah, and if you look at Windows 365, uh, you already told about it, uh, the integration, uh, integration with Endpoint Manager, integration with other products, um, that needs a close collaboration with other teams. Is that is that is that difficult or 
is that collaboration more and more part of the whole Microsoft environment? Yeah, it's a good question. So, um, so first of all, while we built Windows 365, we were part of the same organization as Intune. So pretty much physically, Intune was sitting next, to, like the door next to our door of the office. So uh, that makes it very easy to work hard uh, and innovate hard side by side while not having any conflicts or delaying things. So now that whole product is there, um, pretty much everything still goes very, very fast and smoothly. But what the main like, next step and big goal of Windows 365 is, is to really blend into Windows, as I said before. So we just yep. uh, moved to, uh, to the Windows team as well. And that makes it like, easier as well to move fast and innovate hard into Windows. And the first step for that is to move the Windows 365 application for Windows inbox is part of Windows 11. So in a future release of Windows 11, you will be able to go in the start menu without any application delivery policy or whatsoever to just go to Windows 365, connect from there. And the whole friction and need for policy management, signals and on policy CSPs is gone. We just built that into Windows. And that's kind of the SaaS frictionless experiences that we are currently working on. I have an experience with Windows 365 in the past few months. So uh, together with uh, Freik, a colleague of mine, uh, we enabled that in, in our production environment. And it's so easy to connect a license to uh, one of the people and then enable that policies in, in Endpoint Manager. It's I know we were both in the end-user computing area years ago, and then we need to set up policies, uh, host pools, uh, whatever needed to d deploy an app or an, a full desktop. And with this, it's three clicks, for example, and then you, you're good to go. Yeah, exactly. And it's, and it's fixed price too. So you as a business know exactly what your cost will be, and it's end-to-end, -end, so endpoint analytics is integrated. You have application management from Intune and, and, and policy management, of course, too. And, and when you think about like, like other EUC technologies, you have like the brokering service to connect to it, but then you still need monitoring, you need, yeah. need policy management, and all those things are extra investments a like, department needs to do on knowledge, cost, and we just consolidate that And the great thing there is, is that the physical PC needs the same services. So it's a consolidation from the like, like side of virtualization, but as well the side of consolidation from physical and, and cloud PC management. So it's like a big win all around. So. And if you want to know more about Windows 365 and what's coming, we definitely need to have watch and see what's coming on Ignite, uh, I think. Yes, like if you watch or listen to this episode uh, before Ignite next month, then keep an eye out for Ignite. If you watch it after that, um, yeah, follow me on Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. Uh, we have a website called windowsinthecloud.com and that uh, is a like full podcast, ask me anything kind of show that I'll run with a team. Uh, and, and that is like constantly happening every month. So you can just keep up there, tune in, learn. And uh, yeah, uh, looking forward to hear your feedback as well if you have any. Yeah, and uh, when we uh, here on the, on the venue, um, what is the biggest question that you get every, every day here from customers? Yeah, well, there are multiple multiple questions. That the most reoccurring question we uh, or I get here on 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 the on the on the floor here is like, really help me explaining. Hey, how can I uh, help a customer best with Windows 365? Like, how can I tell the story with all their services like monitoring, management, and that consolidation? 
So I, I've been hearing that a lot and help some folks here to really explain it and our sessions uh, sessions help with that too. So I think that's, that's one of them. The other one is really like more positive feedback. People like, hey, this is exactly what, what we wanted to a couple of years ago and now it's there and this is really like, yeah, kind of the future of Windows. They believe in that vision and, and that's just great, like hearing that of course too, that we are on the right track uh, yeah. developing this product. So. Yeah, keep an eye on Windows 365. So thank you, uh, Christian, to being here and uh, helping me uh, answering questions in, the, in this episode. Thank you. Yeah, sounds good. Hey, thanks for having me. And if you want to watch uh, or view or listen another episode, so please join in for the next one. Until then, bye-bye. <laughs>